every time we, we hire a new coach or bring on a new coach, like I, I expect them to, to suck. I mean, we, when we all started in our first job, we weren't good. <laughs> like, you know, if, if you're, if you're that great, you're, you're literally coming off the, the bench being like top, top dog. That doesn't yep. happen in the real world. And, and it, I, I finally kind of gathered that and I was like, Oh my God, I, I just, I need to really like give so much you know, focus and energy into our new people that I reduce the window that they're, you know, reduce the suck factor. So you have a passion for fitness and the desire to start your own business, but launching a massively successful fitness business is extremely complex. The systems, operations, hiring, firing, coaching, sales, and marketing are critical to success. Where do you even start? This show will give you the answers. Here is Bedros Koulian and Bryce Henson, your hosts of the Fitness Franchise Podcast. A show dedicated to helping fitness entrepreneurs launch and grow successful gyms. Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Franchise Podcast. I am your host, Bryce Henson, and today's episode is spectacular as a dear friend and actually my brother is our guest. Now, in addition to that, he is also a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach who owns and operates Berkeley Fit Body Bootcamp in Berkeley, Michigan. Now, his FitBody location has been in the top 10 with respect to revenue and community impact franchise-wide for the last four consecutive years. Now, in addition to operating his facility in Berkeley, he serves as a franchise business coach for the FitBody Bootcamp brand and is responsible for nearly 100 owners across the U.S. and Canada underneath his guidance. Now, he has also helped thousands of, of clients in all ages and abilities, including several for, former NFL professional and NCAA athletes, all the way down to corpus wellness groups and novice beginners. Now, he's also helped clients lose a nearly 50,000 pounds and 50,000 inches respectively, also lower their cholesterol and get off medication dependencies since beginning operations at Berkeley Fit Body in 2015. He is also regularly featured on Fox 2 News Detroit, doing segments on exercise, nutrition, behavior coaching, and more. And he's a local and international philanthropist, raising more than $50,000 to local charities and charitable causes, as well as leading and organizing a yearly volunteer trip to Costa Rica. Now, he is also my brother and my best friend, Barrett Henson. Welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, dude, thanks for having me, man. I, I appreciate it. It is an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure to be here. You got it. Well, that was quite the rap sheet, as I noted. I want to make sure I didn't miss anything, but uh, did I miss anything at that, that extensive accolades list? Dude, I, I don't know. It's uh, When you read it like that or just go down, I'm like, holy smokes, sometimes it is kind of, uh, you think back like, oh, it seems like yesterday you're opening the doors and all of a sudden all that's happened since then. It's been like a, a blink of an eye. So, crazy. Well, uh, good on you, man. Uh, you've done an incredible job and we're excited uh, to basically share, showcase your success with our audience. So we have a lot to cover today if that works for you. Yeah, absolutely excited, man. Uh, and it's always good to, to connect with you, obviously. So that's it, man. All right, brother. Well, listen, um, I want to get into, you know, your success as a fit body owner, as a business coach, as a philanthropist, as we talked about, and I, and I hit you on the intro. But before we get to that, I want to kind of talk about your origin story, kind of, you know, from all the success that you've achieved today, like, how did that start? Where was your story? How did that? Uh, how did your path lead you to where you are today? 
Yeah, um, I think sports it has always been like the foundation, the backbone of, of everything I've done. Um, you know, I, I really, at a young age, found um, sports to be super, just like engaging, exciting. Um, it was kind of like, you know, for me, my, my personal religion. Um, whatever sport I was in, I, I absolutely loved, and um, you know, I think a lot of that came from you know, obviously when we look at our background and you know, parents get parents. Get divorced uh, at a young age, very impressionable. Um, being on the sports field was nice. You know, you had positive, you know, male role models in life um, who would guide you, who wanted the best for you, who pushed you. So I think um, that had a big, big impact on me, especially mm-hmm. at a very impressionable age. Um, you know, it, it, uh, it just like life revolved around that. It, it had some of my most fun, you know, times, you know, memories, just achievements. Uh, when I look at the sports fields, you know, whether it be football, baseball, um, you know, it, it uh, it was just so, so impactful in life and, you know, certainly so blessed that, um, you know, I had uh, the ability and the opportunity to play not only in, in grade school, high school, uh, but in college as well. And, um, certainly, I, I mean, that, that shaped my life, not only at a young age, but also in college. And, and I would say that that has shaped my uh, overall success um, to where I'm at here. I mean, there's so many you know, lessons you learn on the sports field. Disappointment uh, being the first one, you know, disappointment, preparation, accountability, you know, the people, everybody on your team is, is counting on you to put in the work when nobody's there in the off season, um, in the weight room, while you're on the practice field, because, you know, quite honestly, games are not won on the practice or excuse me, on the, the, the competition field. They're won, you know, days, hours, months before in preparation, whether you're lifting, whether it's studying film, whether it's just, you know, being a student of the game. Um, and if you want to win, I mean, you have to prepare, um, especially the, the older you get, the, the higher level competition. If, if you want to win, you got to put in the reps. And I think, um, you know, that's a, it's a really big, big lesson that it's taught just that, you know, self, uh, um, you know, discipline, self-structure, uh, which has really flooded over into every other aspect of my life, you know, professional life, education life, you know, making sure that I was studying because you, know, you don't get to play unless your grades are, are there. And same thing, you know, here, um, all the success in business is happening. The reps are happening when nobody's in the gym, when, when nobody's here, you know, you're, you're working on creating the experience. You're working on getting people in the door, you know, creating relationships with clients. Um, all that work happens, you know, when no one's around and, you know, certainly sports has had a, a massive uh, impact on, on me. Um, and, you know, I, that's really why I love health, wellness and fitness so much. I think, you know, just training for, you know, competition was so part of my life that when I got into the to the working world, um, that became a, a bit of of comfort, you know, for me that, hey, this is what this is my routine, um, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that I'm, I'm getting in. Uh, the weight room, getting in the lifts and that sort of stuff. Because, you know, once you get in the real world, there's nobody over your shoulder saying, hey, dude, you know, let's let's go work out. You know, you have to be the one self-motivating, making friends and, and having those accountability partners. Because, um, you know, quite honestly, it, it's funny. You think about, oh, man, you know, 
everybody cares. Everybody, nobody cares about what you're doing. Like, it's all about you. You know, you, you have to be that self-motivating person. And, you know, after you work a nine to five and you get out and you're like, oh man, I'm tired. You know, it, it's super easy to sit back, go out to eat, you know, have a couple drinks or whatever it might be, especially when you're, you know, a young guy and in their twenties living in, you know, whether it be Chicago or whatever other city I was traveling around to, um, there's just distractions. And, uh, you know, fortunately, again, you know, I, I leaned on uh, making sure that, you know, health, wellness and fitness was a part of my structure. So I didn't go off the, the beaten path because it's easy to, to fall off. And I can tell you, interestingly enough, um, I think one of the biggest things, the coolest things that, that I did that really started this like post, I guess, college life into discipline um, was to, I signed up for a marathon um, because I was like, man, I, I really got to keep myself focused straight and narrow. I, I got to have a goal. I got to chase something. Okay. And uh, yeah, it took me doing that. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom, just like that reinforced. This is, you know, health, wellness and fitness is something that, you know, certainly I need to be doing um, because, before I got into to fitness, I was actually uh, a consultant or a project manager for a utility contractor. Um, and I can tell you firsthand, when you're on site, on project, um, there are a lot of distractions, um, especially after you're done working out. People want to go out, have a couple drinks, dinner, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, when I started traveling quite a bit, um, that signing up for that marathon was, was the big, you know, accountability piece that really continued to reinforce the positive behavior. And, um, you know, it's funny cause I, I, you know, I'd never ran anything. I'd never run an official race, um, at all. And that was the first one I ever ran. So, uh, w w way to go big, right? <laughs> there you go. Well, th there's a few things I want to unpack there and actually want to kind of talk about, you know, your work experience, um, after yeah. college, but before you became an entrepreneur and opened your fit body, um, you know, but talking about your athletic career, you're a two sport athlete, you know, captain of the baseball team, captain of the football team, both in high school that translated to college. So you had that athletic background, which you said you learned a lot of learning lessons there. Um, and one thing that really struck to me is you said, you know, when you get in the working world, no one's over your shoulder, kind of like, you know, pressing you to work out and lead a healthy and fit life. And yeah. for the vast majority of times, you're right, right? But I think that's the oh. value of our business. That's the value of coaching. It's the value of personal training because, you know, let's face it, the obesity rate at the time of this, um, I guess, recording is nearly 45% of statistically of the U.S. Um, is statistically obese, which is real, uh, the real pandemic we're going through. So that all said, and kind of, that's a little bit of a, kind of just a note on the value of, you know, the personal training, the group training sure. in, in our space. Um, but can you walk uh, the audience through, you know, your athletic background and kind of the ties and uh, the, the direct correlation to basically you as a, as a fitness coach? Because not all the time, but many times what we see, especially within our brand, is a lot of our best coaches um, either have a theater or drama uh, background or uh, more kind of importantly, and, and probably the majority have an athletic background. So can you, you know, talk about like the takeaways in the background of your athletics and then how that has really tied in very well to coaching and really your success um, on the coaching floor in addition to your, your facility? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's so many, uh, and I, I, not to discredit education, you know, whatsoever, like in the classroom and that sort of stuff. 
Um, but, but I learned so much from being like the sports field, you know, um, practice started and I, I mean, it started way back in high school, um, really, uh, because at that point, you know, talking about ownership and ownership of self and ownership of actions, um, you know, we had morning workouts. I mean, they, they started at seven a, or excuse me, um, 6am, 6am workout. And, you know, I could tell you coach Kelly, that door was locked at six. I mean, it was shut in, unlocked from the inside. Right. But you didn't want to be late because if you were late, you had to pound on that door and someone from your team had to open it up for you. And it was almost like, hey, listen, we start at six. That doesn't mean we start at 601. That means we are in here ready to go firing on all cylinders at 6 a.m. Um, and that was I mean, that that just started out I was freshman year. And, you know, he he demanded, you know, that sort of self-discipline. Um, and the little things and, and, you know, quite honestly, that, that that's, that was a huge foundation for me with doing the little things, right. You do the little things right all the time. Um, which is part of life. It's part of business. And I can tell you, once you do those little things over and over and over, it does become second nature. Um, and it just becomes part of who you are. Um, so I can tell you that, I mean, that just accountability on that single piece I mean, is so important in self and life. And, um, you know, that sort of demand, you know, as it goes on, it only gets more intense when you go from high school to college to the next level. Um, not only the talent level is better, but, um, everybody is, is ex everyone's been, been the all-star, that sort of stuff. It teaches you humility, humility. I mean, you, you got work like you, you mm -hmm. know, this is what, what got you to where you're at isn't going to take you to the next level. So, you know, you may have been able to get away with, not focusing as much um, in high school, well, that that's gone away because the the level of competition is so much greater, um, and it, it really teaches you preparation and, and the work that you need to do, you know, off the field and, and in the weight room and you know on the you know, agility side of things, making sure you're working on fundamentals, you know, hitting off a tee, you know, when it comes to, to baseball, watching film when it came to football, um, because you know your competition was doing the same thing. Um, you know, if not more, and I, I tell you what, like I, I was not the best athlete by far. Um, mm -hmm. but I had a very, very, you know, hard work ethic in the sense of no one on the team would outwork me. I didn't want to have that, uh, uh happen. And, you know, I think that just reinforces behaviors, you know, positive behaviors that are, are transferable in every other aspect, you know, of your life. Um, because all of a sudden, once, once you're doing those over and over and over, everybody else sees it. And, you know, it just raises the, the thermostat, you know, as Ed Milet talks about, it raises the, the, the ship level. Um, and when you continue to demand greatness from yourself or, or not slack off, it rubs off on other people. Yeah. Um, and, and that that's huge, um, I think. And, you know, that just creates a, a culture of winning. Um, and it, it demands it from, from self. And then you start demanding it naturally just from others by your presence, by being around. Um, and, and that's big. And, I think also too with coaching and correlation um, with it, you know, in, in the real world of, of athletics, you know, you get feedback, very direct, very upfront. That's just oh, yeah. how it is. And, you know, I can tell you being younger and going through, you know, some coaches who would holler and, and scream, you know, it, it's almost like, and I say the, um, the realization when you play baseball, you know, when you're young, you start getting, oh man, it's the, the guy's throwing fast. He's throwing 60 miles an hour. I don't want to get hit. And then all of a sudden you have this realization at like 10, 11 years old that 
oh my God, this guy's not trying to hit me. He's trying to strike me out, right? It's almost like that light switch happened, you know, with athletics that my coach isn't yelling at me because he's mad at me. He's yelling because he wants me to win. He wants me to give my best performance. He wants, he demands the most. If I'm slacking on a drill, that's not good enough. And Mm -hmm. that sort of feedback, I think, is, is massively important in leadership, um, being able to take that feedback, um, knowing that this person isn't malicious, they're trying to get the best from you. Um, and I think that that's really what has helped me not only take coaching, uh, but give coaching from the perspective, like, is the more you get it or the more you go through it, the more you develop that, that emotional muscle that, hey, listen, when I see something, like, I need to make sure to correct it or need to address it because, like, my value as the coach is to get every ounce of energy I can from you or every bit, you know, the, the best effort that you can give. Um, and cause that's what my coaches did for me. And it is that pay it forward m- mentality, um, which correlates not only to, to entrepreneurship, but leading a team, you know, and, and I can tell you, I, it's not that I really have a fun time, you know, giving, giving corrective feedback or opportunities for improvement. It's not fun, but you know, I, I like to look at it as, you know, through the client's eyes, like if I don't address that feedback, I'm letting everybody down because I'm giving a subpar product and, um, and, and just looking in the mirror, you know, you're referring, to, you're referring to specifically for the viewers there, if you don't correct that for your coaches, right? So you're totally, kind of looking yeah. at from the owner lens to your coaches, yeah. basically providing them feedback so they can get the best out of the clients and you're running a, a high end product. A- Is that fair to say? Absolutely, man. And, and that correlates quite a bit. And, and from a coaching aspect, like I've seen it where our coaches, you know, who come from the athletic background or, you know, some, whether it be, you know, team sports, self sports, whatever, they just have that discipline aspect and they're willing to accept feedback. They're willing to give feedback and they give it directly um, because they want everybody to win, you know, and that, that's just a, a very, very, um, I, I say a contagious trait um, to have. Um, and it's something that I, I believe like, you know, the saying a rising tide lifts all ships and, and that's exactly what it does. Um, and, and I think when you get a whole bunch of like-minded people together in that same, you know, arena, like they're, they're going to start competing in a healthy way, you know, and it just starts making your product even better, even better, even better, um, yeah. which is, it's just fun to be around. You know, it, it's really, really fun to be around because, um, you know, you get to create an atmosphere, a culture of just like getting everybody's best. And when you're getting everybody's best, like, dude, that's all I ever want from, from a client, from a coach, from anybody is just somebody's, you know, best, best shot. You know, it, uh, it, it's, it's, it's contagious, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's super insightful. And I really want to kind of, you know, take it, take the second because not only are you an incredible franchise business coach, you're one of the best owners in our brand, but you're also one of the best coaches, um, you know, in our brand. And you really were able to build your facility from the ground up as you as the main coach, you as the lead coach, you as the facility leader. And that's really, you know, what kind of translated at least got the, the ship in motion uh, for your success. And I really wanted to also, you know, tie the correlation from your athletic background on how that 
that translates to you know your high co- coaching performance. Now that all said, uh, transitioning because we have a lot to unpack here and really want to showcase you know the different elements and why you've been successful within the fitness industry. You talked a little bit about you know your engineering, your project management, um, your utility background. Um, that was your first career. So obviously, if you just you're listening and you know, you have an athletic background, you you just saw the direct correlation how that could potentially be work out really well for you. You know, as a fitness coach and running a facility and potentially opening a fitness business. But now talk about, you know, your business experience, because maybe some listeners, you know, are still interested in fitness and they still want to open their, you know, gym, but they don't have that athletic experience. Talk about, you know, that work experience that you had, your your, uh, career prior to owning a fit body, what you learned, what was some lessons and really takeaways on how you apply that to being the successful coach and business owner that you are today. Yeah, and it's it, this is going to sound crazy when I say this, and every single time I think about it, like I was hired um, by a company that that does utility construction, and you know while I had a little bit of construction background in in high school, you know as a high school job, you know basically being the grunt holding things. Hey, this needs to go up a quarter inch to the right. Sweet, okay, I'm lifting it up, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> But like that was my experience, and I get hired by this company because I did have some other, you know, experience in college, being the treasurer, you know, managing one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of money as a twenty-year-old, twenty-one-year-old. So, you know, but but when I look at this, I walked into a field that I knew, like before researching the company, absolutely mm-hmm. nothing about, like absolutely nothing about. I just knew that I needed a job. I needed to, to you know be part of the productive working world and make a way for myself. And, you know, this, this had a little bit of correlation. Um, it also, you know, was a, was a comfortable uh, from a financial standpoint, you know, position and track record or track life, um, knowing that, Hey, this career, you know, has, has the potential for high income, you know, capabilities. Um, but I had no idea what I was doing. You know, you're talking about, you know, drilling foundations, you know, electrical loads, tension on lines, like stuff I knew nothing about, literally nothing. And, um, and what was your degree in? Uh, business management, so uh, economics and management, and then communication studies. So I'm going into a group has nothing to do with my degree, you know. Okay. And, and and like you look at it, yes, I was running the project from a financial side and making sure the schedule and, you know, essentially managing that project from cradle to grave. But I mean, the work, I really had no idea what it was. So, you know, talk about for, and I did it for eight years and I did it successfully for eight years, but I'm telling you that first year, first two years, I mean, it was like late nights, figuring it out, reading articles, you know, reading books, reading anything I could get my hands on, doing Mm -hmm. drive outs with people who actually did the work, making sure that I was putting myself in the position to learn everything I possibly could from the X's and O's of how this work was actually going to take place. And like, I, I tell you, I mean, it's, it's a figure it out mentality. And, and I think like by doing that, like I would not have been able to do that without the athletic background that I had, you know, it just, it pushed me to develop, you know, Hey, I need, I need to know that. Okay, sweet. I'll figure it out. Like, let's just mm-hmm. do this. And you know, it, it like, I, and then to the point where, Hey, we're going down, we're installing big old wind farms, you know, from, from giant turbines, you know, to collection system, to transmission systems, you know, to managing the largest, um, electrical project that was run in the city of Milwaukee, you know, as well, crossing over the biggest interchange, you know, just some really things that I 
when I rewind the clock and look at it, like I had no business from an education background, even stepping into that position, Mm -hmm. but because I embraced it and said, Hey, listen, I'm going to learn this out or I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to learn this stuff. Like it enabled me and provided the opportunity to have that success in, in that, that life. Because I mean, it was financial management. It was people management. It was, you know, project deadlines, all those sorts of things which are all things you, you deal with, um, you know, on the athletic field, like, Hey, you're coming up, pushing up against, you got competition, whatever it is, like you got to do the work. Um, so I, I did like, I definitely had that correlation. Um, and it allowed me to be successful in a field that I had, I knew nothing about prior to, to walking in. Um, and, and I enjoyed it. I mean, it was, it was, uh, um, you know, problem solving at its finest, my own internal problem solving. Um, but you know, when I look at this objectively now, Although it was personally fulfilling to to figure things out and solve problems and do all that stuff, um, that was about the extent of the fulfillment that I had. Um, whereas, you know, now when you kind of change and transition to being a coach of, of somebody, of a client, um, you know, building a wind farm is really cool, but it's never going to have the same impact that that person has when you get them to do a push-up. You know, their first push-up, full push-up, first burpee, mm-hmm. whatever, fill in the blank with whatever exercise or hitting a personal goal, you know, whatever that personal goal is. Um, I mean, that's just powerful from a, a you know, the feel-good uh, aspect of the heart that you're, you know, changing someone's life, you know, not just creating this this project or doing whatever so we can have more energy, more efficient energy, whatever. That That's nice, but it doesn't have the intrinsic value, um, I firmly believe. That when you help a client, you know, achieve that goal, I mean, that, that gives you the feels and that stays with you. That's what makes the motor continue to tick. You know, that's, that's fuel for the soul. And I, it's, it's a pretty powerful fuel, uh, if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the le- lesson there and just kind of unpacking that is like you obviously you're passionate about fitness, you're passionate about serving and, you know, really for the most successful owners that I've seen, not only within our brand, but just the fitness industry in general, because I've been, you know, over a decade now, it's the people that are passionate, that are lit up, that are servers, that really, you know, that, that come with a giving heart that really want to see other people succeed. You obviously had that in spades. And I know that's a huge factor on, you know, why you've been so successful, in, you know, in the fitness realm. Now, let's transition a little bit because, you know, we talked about your athletic background and how that ties to coaching. We talked about, you know, your professional experience, which had nothing to do with your degree and also nothing to do, you know, with your success as a fitness professional, but still you learned some lessons and you were able to transfer those over. Let's talk about, you know, your big aha moment. And, you know, we're going to talk about philanthropy in a second. And, you know, after we talk about, you know, you and as being a successful fitness owner, but, you know, uh, share, share with the audience, the big aha that you had while you're in Central America, you know, you successful with your, you know, kind of engineering career, if you will, for that eight year clip, what was that transition, that big aha that made you take the leap of faith from, you know, your successful career into uncharted territories of, of opening and launching your first Fit Body Bootcamp location? Yeah. I mean, kind of crazy really when I sit back and think about it because, you know, just to, to kind of let the, the viewers know, you know, I, um, so about eight years into to my professional career, um, I, I had a very big you know, like spiritual movement that, uh, I knew I wanted to learn Spanish and, and because of athletics, um, you know, it didn't allow me the opportunity in school to travel abroad and study abroad. I mean, I could have, yes, 
but that would have required me to either choose to miss a football or baseball season. Uh, and at the point in life, I mean, that I, I didn't want to do that, and I made the choice yeah. not to. So, you know, fast forward, I'm, I'm almost 30 years old at the point and I decide to listen, I need to step away because I need to achieve this. If I don't achieve this now, I don't think I'll ever do it. So that, that was a big, you know, Hey, I'm going to step away from my, my career, um, and go down and study for, for six months, um, study Spanish in, in Central America. And I mean, talk about learning so many humbling lessons, you know, I joke around and you know, this as well. Um, like you thought you had a little bit of a baseline, uh, of Spanish. That's what I thought, like you did with Port Brazilian Portuguese, um, you know, before you step foot off the plane. And I'm telling you, those plane doors opened and it was like, oh my God, they are speaking a different language and I don't know any of it. <laughs> you know, yep. I know it on paper, a couple words here and there, you know, but holy smokes, I don't know nearly as much as I thought I did. And that was a very humbling experience doing that. And, you know, because of that, um, it taught me a great lesson and Hey, listen, you just got to talk to people, suck it up. Nobody cares. They're going to, you know, they're going to love that you're trying. And, you know, I had the, the opportunity to, to befriend some, some people. And I'll tell you one of which was a, a young guy named Francisco He's a younger guy worked at the, the, you know, hostel hotel that I was staying at for the majority of my time down there. Um, mm -hmm. he's young guy, um, just basically clean things like check people in like, um, but it was a big, you know, thing to do if you knew English down there, because there's a lot of English, you know, travelers who come through. Um, and so being able to, to have a bilingual, you know, opportunity really would help benefit him. Um, and as I got to befriending him, like I would speak Spanish, I'd help, he'd help, I'd help him with English. He'd help me with my Spanish and, uh, and that sort of stuff because, you know, he was working there and, you know, he was just a happy guy. I mean, young guy, just so happy. Um, cause he was living in a, in very, very modest, um, you know, hum, humble place where, you know, not only his brothers, but also his parents are all living in one, you know, essentially house, which is two bedrooms and one bathroom. I mean, you're, you're talking, you know, 12, 13 people in this very, very small place, you know, his brother's family is living mm -hmm. in it as well. And they're just sharing and they're so happy to be together. Um, and I mean, when you look at it, his position, he was making $300 US every single month. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was sitting there when I found that out, like, you know, number one, I'm just like, Oh my God, how fortunate we are um, that, you know, we, we live in the best country. We, we have opportunity beyond our imagine our wildest imagination. Um, so that was a very eye opening thing. And he's like, man, if I learn English, if I can do that, I can work the better shifts, which means I get paid $500 a year, you know, US a month. And it'd be great. You know, and I'm thinking there like, oh, my God, this this young man is working his, you know, behind off for so little. But he's so happy because he's doing he's around the people most important in his life and he's doing what he finds the most value in his life. You know, mm -hmm. so that was a very eye opening opportunity or eye opening situation where I'm like, oh, my God, like I should be doing something that really creates a massive amount of intrinsic value in my life. And it was like this, you know, aha in my eyes, but I still never had the, the, you know, let's call it drive or just the right, you know, push to, 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 to get me to take that first step. 
Um, and then fast forward and again, like time and timing, right? You know, fast forward a couple months and, you know, I met you and, and Dave, my business partner down in, uh, um, Panama city, Panama, yeah. um, not Panama city, Florida. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, down in Panama city, we, um, we were talking and, you know, all of a sudden it just came out and you're like, Barrett, this is, you were made to do this, man. You were made to do this. And, you know, it just so happened to be the right time. I needed to hear that. And, you know, after, you know, what I had experienced the previous couple months with Francisco, um, you know, it was like, oh my God, you're right. I, I do need to do this. And it was the decision made down on that trip that, you know, when I get back, we're opening a fit body bootcamp. Um, you know, that was, it was it. And, uh, ever like after that point, every bit of movement that I had within, you know, my time was okay. Like this is just reinforcing, like I'm going to be doing the right thing when I get back, I'm going to be doing the right thing. Um, yep. and I think that, you know, cause at that point when I had met you down in, in, you know, uh, Panama city, Panama, it was, you know, like I had, you know, done the reps to learn the Spanish and I knew that, Oh my God, like this is totally, I'm going to be successful. Like, I don't know what it's going to entail, but if I can do this, if I can learn another language at 29 years old, you know, I can totally, you know, run this business and, and create this business because it's just like, you know, that next little step, you know, okay. Yeah. You know, you knew nothing about your previous career and you figured it out. Like, cool. You're going to be successful. Like you can, you can learn Spanish. Then you learn Spanish. It just reinforces the behavior that all I need to do is trust myself, bet on myself and bet on my work ethic that I will figure it out. Um, and I think that, you know, that all again comes down from my background in sports, right? It's just like you figure it out. Like you have that accountability, you have that discipline to put in the reps, to put in the work, um, to make sure that, that you're going to be successful. And, you know, there's, there's definitely no guarantee, you know, but, um, the, the more structure you have, the more self-development you have, um, the more passion you have, it, it certainly increases your, your probability of success. And, um, you know, it's been, uh, it's been very blessing and, and yeah, I, I can't say that I would have opened a fit body bootcamp. Um, had I not, you know, had the opportunity to live down in Central America and see that and be like, Oh my God, like there's more to life than just, you know, building wind farms, building transmission lines and, and you know, stuff like that. And, you know, it just happened to, to be that I met the right people at the right point in my life. And, you know, I was there to, uh, to not only, uh, go through it, but also like the light bulb turned on at that moment. And I say, I kind of, um, use the same analogy. It's like, you know, I, I reread a couple books every year over and over, um, because they, they're very powerful books. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, was that in the book the time before? But it's just, you hurt, you that, that message at that point in your life, you are ready to hear that message again yep. in a better light, a more impactful light. And, and I can say quite honestly, like, I don't know, had I not gone down to Central America, would I have opened a Fit Body Bootcamp? I think my life would have been a little bit different. Um, still would have been successful, like that sort of stuff. I don't no doubt about that. But, um, you know, certainly I, I can't say I'd be as happy as I am um, doing what I'm doing right now without that uh, that that opportunity. 
well, good for you for taking that leap of faith and kind of connecting the dots. And also to clarify, you know, obviously we're brothers, so have a very highly intimate relationship with you. And to clarify one thing you said, you said, I, I w wasn't sure that I had the drive. Well, shoot, uh, viewers out there, Barrett's always had the drive, that internal fortitude. He's a very driven guy. Um, but I would say in my words, just needing a little guidance or really that push off the ledge, if you will, to take that next step. That's what you needed. Um, not necessarily the drive because you've had that, that's factory installed. And that's a really good message and really learning lesson um, in order to be successful for our viewers at home. So that all said, now we've kind of taken you through the path of your background, you know, from a sports and, you know, kind of what that looked like in your first career and the aha moment that you've made, you made while you're, you know, traveling in Central America um, and really, you know, realizing that life is more, uh, you know, per the perspective is, is really helped you to take that leap of faith and do something you're super passionate about. So now walk us through, you know, it's 2015, you opened Berkeley Fit Body Bootcamp and now this, the time of this taping is 2021. What have the last six years been like? And I know that's kind of a big picture question, a loaded question, <laughs> but you know, what have been the biggest highlights of your experience as one of the most successful owners in our brand? Uh, because certainly there's a lot of value in that. And then also on the flip side, can you talk about some big challenges that you experienced because let's face it, not everything has been sunshine and rainbows. So, you know, tell us the good, the bad, the ugly, and really some big lessons that you've learned and why you're successful the way you are. Yeah. Um, I mean, so many lessons. It's, it's kind of hard. To, I think we need like four more podcasts, uh, <laughs> episodes to talk about just a scratch of the surface, right? Yeah. Um, because holy smokes, there's been so many. And I think, um, you know, from an extra science standpoint, one of the first ones was, you know, there's a lot of people who need guidance and who need coaching. You know, I, I was very like after, you know, starting this, I realized I was I was very spoiled to have a lot of guidance in my life with health, wellness and, and fitness, um, knowing how to do the proper squat, the proper deadlift, all these these, you know, fundamental movement patterns, because um, when I got out there, I mean, I realized there's a lot of people who just needed to learn how to squat correctly, who needed to learn how to lunge correctly, do the push up, the proper push up so that they're, mm -hmm. you know, putting the load on their muscle, not the joint. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, my God, like I, I need to like people need this. Like a lot of people need this. Um, and I think that was like the, the first thing from an extra science standpoint. Um, but, you know, from a, a business standpoint, opening it up. Um, you know, I believe you can do a lot more than what you think you can. Um, and, and I can tell you going through it, I mean, starting out, I was the coach, I was the admin, I was the, the phone, you know, person, the sales guy, the janitor, like, I mean, many, many, many late nights doing a lot of stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm super blessed because of it, because I literally, you know, put in the, the reps to learn the business inside and out, like learn it, how I wanted to have my client experience, how I wanted, uh, um, that to come off. It was, it was very instrumental in the development of my program, the follow-up, um, and all that. So just like the, the overall, how it feels, you know, through my client's lens, um, and that was really important. And, you know, as I went through that, you know, when I first started it, I was like, man, I just want to help people get fit and, and that sort of stuff. Um, because it, it is so amazing to watch somebody change their life. Um, and, and the inches and pounds are really cool. It's really awesome to help somebody lose 50 pounds, 60 pounds, whatever it is. Um, you know, it, it's to me, I think the there's so much more that happens in fitness and you know this and for our mm -hmm. viewers just to tell you like the overall personality change that happens of self-confidence 
Um, you know, and, and some of the ones that really hit me in the feels is when you have somebody who, who tells you, you know what, I finally like doing this finally gave me the courage to stand up for myself in my work environment, um, you know, in a bad relationship or, or things like that. Like those are the life changing moments that you will, you don't even realize that fitness, health, wellness, like all of this does. It's so impactful on somebody's life. And that's special. Like that is very, very special deep down. Um, and with that, that's never, that's always been been the focus of, of creating the business. You know, it's never something that we've stepped away from and we've always done that. But in the last three, four years, really, I can tell you that same joy that I've had um, with helping clients achieve and grow and develop their life, um, it's really transferred in my joy and love watching my coaches develop into just awesome individuals, awesome humans. Um, you know, because traditionally we've had younger coaches coming up who haven't maybe had a whole heck of a lot of life guidance or life experience. Mm -hmm. So being able to shape that, that individual has been very powerful. And that's actually been right now, the last four years has been my biggest joy is watching my, my coaches transform their life. Because I know that if I can help transform their life, they are going to in turn, like help transform everyone, every client's life, everybody in their you know life and their family, um, and that's the exponential effect um, and the exponential impact that I just was blown away. Never had any idea that that I would find I would find that. I mean, it was it, that's like no joke the hidden gem that I discovered within health, wellness, and fitness, not only the getting, getting the most from a client, but having such an impactful life on a young coach or an inexperienced you know, individual within the, the realm and how they can develop and how they can really impact so many people. You know, it, it's just massively cool um, to, to see that. I mean, super, super special. Um, and I can tell you um, like that understanding um, over that, that, that was a transformation for myself as well, because I can tell you the biggest shortcoming that I learned on the front end was, you know, I, I did not develop my coaches very well. You know, I was so concentrated on client you know, how does it look for the client? How does it look for the client that eventually I would just take it over and be like, Hey, I'm going to run the session or I'm going to do this or I'm, mm -hmm. you know, in, in fact, like what that did is that stunted our growth. And I look back and I'm like, how much faster could we have grown if I would have invested more hours in my people in their development? Because when you're starting to grow a business, like you can only do so much, you know, Dunbar's mm -hmm. law, you can only have 150, you know, solid relationships. So I would have naturally been stunted if I kept that mentality. Um, and as I was you know, able to get another coach in and develop, it was like, oh my God, I can, I should really start developing these coaches more because like I'm the, it's my fault if they don't develop the right way, you know? So um, developing those coaches, like I wish I would have done it faster, sooner, you know, with more intentionality behind it. Um, but I can tell you that's a huge lesson that I've learned um, and it's been also massively valuable to share um, with our franchisees and, and, and the other people who run run uh, uh, boot camps um, you know, under our umbrella because developing those people makes your job so much better, so much more impactful um, you know, across the board. It just creates the experience that 
um, you know, is like brand standard across the board. That's just, you know, uh, it truly does exceed expectations. So um, super powerful, something I didn't, you know, uh, uh, do quite honestly um, with with great proficiency uh, a couple of years back. And certainly that's been, you know, my big focus now. And, and I say this, like every time we, we hire a new coach or bring on a new coach, like I, I expect them to, to suck. I mean, we, when we all started in our first job, we weren't good. <laughs> like, you know, if, if you're if you're that great, you're, you're literally a professional athlete or you're literally, you know, coming up, coming off the, the bench being like top top dog that doesn't yep. happen in the real world and and it i, I finally kind of gathered that and i was like oh my god i i just i need to really like give so much you know focus and energy into our new people that i reduce the window that they're you know reduce the suck factor as i like to say um but that that's really that what sets us and our growth apart is the ability to pour that focus into our people into our team so that they can then in turn that focus into your clients. And uh, I wish I would have learned that lesson uh, quite a bit earlier, but I'm certainly glad I, I learned the lesson um, when I did because it uh, it has really been truly, you know, my people, the people who I've surrounded myself around and who are on our team, they're, they're truly the reason uh, why we've had so much success, um, especially here uh, during the COVID era. And, and that was you know, uh, uh, an extreme challenge. Um, it still is. I mean, without a doubt, we're still in the, in the, the tailwinds of that. And, um, you know, it, it was, uh, imagine, you know, running your business. If you like thinking back at this now saying, Hey, guess what? In 2020, half of the year, you're actually not going to be allowed to have a client within your gym, you know, by the government's orders. Right. Um, like I would have been like, you're crazy. No way. Could I, could I have still made it, made it out? You know, if you asked me that, a year ago before all this stuff happened. Um, and quite honestly, the team has just absolutely risen. I mean, I mean we're pulling equipment outside, doing stuff and workouts in the parking lot. You know, it has been an absolute adapt and overcome mentality. And, uh, you know, that, that was it. Like when, when we talked about it with our team around the clock a year ago, it's like, guys, I, I honestly don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. Um, but I, I can promise you this, we're going to fall forward. That That's what we're going to do. We're going to adapt. We're going to overcome. My ask of you is that, like, whatever it is, we just do whatever it takes. Um, and they truly have taken that mantra on of do whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Um, when, and they're the reason, you know, why, why we're still in business. You know, when you, when you can't physically allow somebody in your facility for 12, or excuse me, six months, um, of the 12 months of the year, like, you know, it's, it's really, to me, that's a massive statement to the team about how much they care and about our clients, how much culture we have developed within our camp that we've uh, been able to survive in advance. And, and I truly feel because of this, this has been an opportunity for us to get stronger, more efficient and deliver a better service. And, and truly, uh, it, it has been, um, uh, a blessing, a hard blessing, but, uh, you know, it, it truly is an, an opportunity. Um, you know, it's awesome. Copy. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. And, um, I do want to kind of shift to, to, you know, your franchise business coaching experience but before I do, you, you know, just to kind of recap, um, and also what you, know, you expand on one more point, but you know, uh, the big fundamental reason for your success is starting from the ground up bootstrapping being, you know, uh, every single role at first, um, de developing and devoting so much attention on coaching the client experience, both from you first initially, but then, um, you know, focusing that on your team. So your team then could 
executed at a high level, um, you know, focusing really on the culture, the relationships, the client experience, and that kind of winner's mentality. These are all kind of lessons just in listening to you and just observing you, um, you know, for a long period of time outside this, you know, interview on, on foundational reason why, reasons why you've been successful. Um, that in mind, and I think another huge reason that you have been successful because you are a giver, your heart, you have a heart of gold. Uh, why don't you walk the audience through, you know, your level of focus and experience with philanthropy, um, you know, some of the big uh, uh, initiatives that you've done at your location of raising, you know, $50,000 um, towards your local communities. And then also touch upon, you know, the international volunteer trip that you are now the leader of that, um, you know, we've done for many years to Costa Rica, uh, because I really want to showcase, you know, uh, a, a big reason why you've su been successful is the culture, the relationships, and really the, the philanthropy, the giving, the essence of giving back that you've done. So can you talk to that, uh, you know, provide some, you know, guidance to our listeners on that charitable aspect and focus of yours? And I think that will really help. Yeah, it's, it's, um, charity is so, so big within our culture and our community. And I can't stress that enough. Like we, I mean, I just feel so friggin' awesome when our clients get to rally behind a cause, like making, making something bigger than you, because I mean, ultimately like we're finite on this planet, you know, but what we can do is we can create an echo, you know, that, that continues to carry on and like shapes the rest of the world going forward. And we all have that opportunity. It's what we choose to do with it. And I can tell you by putting that focus, you know, first within our facility, um, it has absolutely resonated and it's, it's like tremendous. And I think of all of the, the, the stats and the things that we've really done that $50,000 to charitable causes and charities, um, it, it like it hits home. It, it, it's amazing. I mean, every year we adopt families, um, uh, you know, for Christmas and the holidays, we sponsor kids, foster children, we buy them presents, you know, buy them for families. And, and these are very low income, you know, families who are local. Um, who need the help, you know, single parents traditionally that, that we're going through. I mean, it, it certainly does hit home in the feels for us coming from mm -hmm. a single parent back background. So that has been a huge push. And I can tell you, and I, I like huge lesson I learned in COVID is just, you know, where your attention goes, you know, the Tony Robbins state where, where your energy go, your focus goes, your energy flows. Mm -hmm. You know, when we look across the board, you know, we, we lost or had lost half of our clients, you know, through the COVID timeframe. And as we go ahead and, and really look at, you know, the impact that we had this year at our holiday adoptive family, we doubled the charitable out, output in, in with half the people in a year that we're going through COVID, you know, where people have had economic hardship and all sorts of things. Um, we were able to double the output and that just like is tremendous. You know, like I, I think that's amazing. We were able to sponsor 30 kids and families, um, you know, from the local area that, that s sits with us. It sits with me. Um, and it's, it's really special. I mean, uh, um, it, it has become a part of who we are. I mean, shoot every, you know, two and a half, three years, you know, I donate my hair. It's just something that I personally love to do. Um, you know, we have some, some, uh, clients who have experienced like their kids at childhood cancer and things like that. Um, and it's a, it's an amazing thing to, to do. And, you know, shoot, I work in the fitness industry. I say this with love. Nobody cares what my face looks like or my hair looks like, you know, they care about what's everything below the neck, right? Is this guy in shape or not? Am I going to take advice from him? Oh, he's got long hair. That's totally cool. He's my fitness guy. Right. Um, and I say that with love, but like, it is a very, very impactful thing. And, and 
you know, we were able to one of the first times, you know, or with our, our fitness community, because, you know, every two and a half, three years, I donate my hair. Um, we were able to actually get a, get a wig for a young, uh, uh, young girl who unfortunately lost her battle with cancer. But um, for the last year of her life, because of us, she was able to have, you know, a, a, a semblance of normalcy. And, you know, with, with hair, because she's going through cancer treatment, like, you know, I, I just can't imagine that as a kid. So, you know, that, that's huge. Like, and, and when people see that, like, it is just, it creates, it defines your culture with who you are and people want to be a part of that. And, you know, that, that extends, you know, not only in our local community, obviously what we do massive, uh, impact globally. Um, cause again, it's the exponential impact, um, you know, every year we go on the Costa Rica trip, the volunteer trip, where you know, essentially, it's it's two parts. Number one, it's it's um, de- devoted towards um, the the environment and making sure that we're doing you know environmentally um, conscientious decisions and things like that. Um, but also, in process of going to the volunteer trip, we help sponsor um, you know kids in local or in in um, impoverished areas that you know secondary education is not. Um, it's not a given like it is here in the States, you know, and we, we look at, and I, I say this, like kids, you know, complain, oh, I got to go to school. I got to go to school. I got to do this. You know, some of the kids that we help sponsor, you know, and I think between us, it's like seven, eight kids individually that we sponsor every single year. Um, you know, and then in addition to the volunteer trip, we sponsor more kids as we do it. Um, just by going down, I mean, they're so blessed. They're so happy with walking an hour so they can get to the bus. So they can take a 45 minute bus to get to school. I mean, they're traveling almost two hours, one way to go to school and they're just so blessed for it. Um, and traditionally, like, I mean, they wouldn't have that opportunity, uh, without, you know, what we're doing. And, you know, certainly like looking back, like that's, that's just powerful stuff to think like you're, you're changing someone's life and their trajectory in life by what you're doing. Um, so it's, it's a very powerful thing. I certainly would love to have everybody, uh, on this, this, you know, podcast join us. Um, you know, we, we've been blessed where we had people, uh, fit body bootcamp locations from, you know, Florida, from Oklahoma, um, you know, from Arizona, California, Michigan, where we've all gone down. Um, we do, you know, work organic farming, you know, from, from coffee plant, uh, plantations and stuff like that, which is, really, really powerful. And it is a humbling experience to get outside um, of our comfort zone here in the United States. And, you know, sometimes when you get outside, you, you kind of realize that, you know, our problems, they're first world problems, you know, and, uh, you know, while we certainly get caught up in some of our first world problems, my remote start doesn't work or this or that, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, I mean, shoot, when you get out there, sometimes you're like, oh my God, I mean, hot water is, is a, is a commodity you know, and clean water, being able to drink water from the faucet, like that, that's a commodity. Um, so being able to, to impact not only local, our local community, but our, you know, global footprint, um, that that's special, you know, and tell me like what other gym does that, you know, I, th- there isn't. And, and I certainly say like my like favorite part of, of social media and I'm not a big social media guy. Um, but my favorite part of social media is watching our clients post, my gym, like my gym. And they start taking ownership of, of your gym because of what you're doing outside of the lines. Cause quite honestly, we're only there 30 minutes of the day. It's 2% of the day, but yep. we're making impact on the other 98%. Um, that, that, that's special. That's special stuff right there. Well, on that note, and I think it's just so super important to highlight because, you know, 
to credit to your clients, to credit your team, and then certainly, you know, led and driven by you as a leader. Um, but cr credit to you for creating this more than a gym kind of atmosphere. And I think, you know, you, you, you're making a huge difference in your local and world community. And, and I know without a shadow of a doubt, that's been a huge reason for your success. And just wanted to point that out and really highlight that for the, for the viewers at home. Now, we still got a few things to cover for the sake of time. I do want to kind of transition into you and your franchise business coaching experience. Um, and really, you know, um, you know, the last, I think, two years, you've become a very prominent franchise business coach. We call them cap coaches, coaching and profitability. Um, so you've been able to guide, you know, nearly 100 owners, um, you know, in the U.S. and Canada. Um, talk us to that, that experience, but really more specifically, um, talk about, you know, some of the owners that you've coached that have had massive success and specifically the commonalities, like what, what they do that really separates them, you know, within your coaching. And then also maybe some of the owners that haven't, and then, you know, some of the, the common themes that, uh, or the reasons why they haven't achieved that, that the success they, you know, could or should. Uh, so can you walk us through kind of that point high level? Yeah. I, I mean, when I look at, it's, it's been an absolute, you know, privilege and uh, pleasure to, to be, you know, just involved in coaching profitability and, and coaching other owners. Like it, it's so special to me because I think you know, we have the ability to help, you know, that the, again, the mantra of rising tide lifts all ships. Um, I get to help, you know, reduce their learning factor or their learning time and certain, you know, challenges, struggles, things that they're coming through. But similarly, I, I actually learn so much about myself, about, other problems about things that maybe I haven't even gone through and experienced yet. Um, and I can help provide an, an unemotional experience and an unemotional, unemotional, excuse me, um, lens of, of how to solve problems, um, which has been, been very special when, when I look at that. Um, and to interject there, I mean, I think that's the true value of a, not only a fitness coach, but also a business coach, right? Because, you know, oh, yeah. to your point, you're in your own world and you have your own emotional attachment to the situation. But having a pair of outside eyes that's neutral, unemotional to be able to give you guidance on your business, especially from someone like you who has been where most owners want to go. I think that's so valuable. And, and for you, you know, potentially opening a business and without a, a business coach, uh, that, that's really challenging. So just something I want to kind of highlight, uh, you know, interject there. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And, you know, I look back and uh, I mean, I wouldn't have had the success that I had without, you know, coaching from you, without coaching from Bedros, from Matt and, you know, the mastermind, like being around that because, you know, those individuals, you'd already gone through problems that I was going through. And then I got to figure out those problems really quickly, streamlined, and then figure out, you know, how to have another solution for something maybe that I hadn't experienced yet. But that exposure is, is incredible. And, you know, I'm, I'm just so, you know, happy, you know, uh, about the direction that, you know, our franchise has been going with that guidance, with that leadership. Um, because if somebody's gone through that pro problem struggle, like, I mean, man, tell me, like, how did, how did you figure this out? And, you know, certainly not every solution that worked for me would work for you, Bryce, or your locations um, and vice versa, you know. Uh, but certainly it helps give you very tangible action steps that you can go and, and get through. And I think some of the most successful owners that, that we've had as going through, uh, have been the ones who are open to coaching, you know, open to, to take an action because, because ultimately coaching without action, it doesn't do us any good. Um, that, that actually wastes our time. Um, but, uh, coaches or excuse me, facility owners and, and facility leaders who are the ones taking action, getting scrappy, 
uh, excuse me, and making sure that they're doing and, and failing forward, um, those are the ones who tend to have the most success because let's face it. I mean, your camps, my camps, like, I mean, we're, we're not perfect, you know, we're far from perfect, but, um, all the, the reps that we've had, um, ha- have really helped streamline the shortcomings that, that we're, you know, going through and it helps us overcome those shortcomings, you know, pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and, and that's been a big, you know, uh, I guess commonality that I see that those people willing to understand like, Hey, I'm not perfect. I have something to learn from every single person in this room. Um, whether they're a first time owner or whether they're, they've been open for, you know, one day or 1000 days, there's so many lessons that you can take on. And I think, um, I, I get a whole bunch of learning when, when I get on these calls as well, problems that maybe I haven't, you know, essentially gone through. Um, but you, you know, the biggest value add is just that unemotional, you know, objective lens, um, that you get to, to share through. Um, and chances are like, you know, because I've been in this for six years, I've gone through quite a few of these challenges, struggles that these owners or different owners are going, going through at a certain point in time. Um, and let's face it, when you're, when you're an entrepreneur, when you own a business, like the buck stops with you, like you are the problem, you are the solution. Um, and, and and so, you know, having that humility to say, Hey, listen, I I don't know it all. And I'm willing to, to learn, um, that's massively important. And, you know, I'm just blessed to, to have the, the opportunity to, to learn from, you know, our owners as well as share and streamline their success a, a little bit faster. It's certainly, I mean, it's a, it's awesome. It's really, really cool um, to, to be around. Yeah. And, and I think your success as a franchise business coach has also leveraged the opportunity for you and I to conduct our Fit Body Elite trainings, which we do, you know, a handful of times a year at varying locations. And, you know, I know just to pr- provide some, you know, additional insight, you know, some of our most successful owners are the owners that, you know, get to those trainings that basically invest in their team, bring their facilitators, bring their coaches, because you know, when you have, you know, uh, access to trainings and o- other owners that are going through the same problems, but from an unemotional lens, to your point, you know, that makes all the difference. And I think, you know, again, from, you know, your ability to provide that guidance, which is also, you know, another opportunity that's been presented to you. And at the time of this taping, nothing is confirmed, but our CEO uh, and founder Bedros this past week did reach out and, you know, uh, has offered the opportunity to chat about, you know, you assuming the director of coaching and profitability role. And I think whether that happens or not, um, I think that's just a, 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 a testament to your heart, your passion, your love for coaching, your love for people, and not only for from a coaching perspective, from a client perspective, but also from a business perspective. So accolades to you there, Barrett. I appreciate that. It's uh, certainly humbling, man. It's, It's cool stuff. Awesome. All right. So for the sake of time, we've went through a lot of content, made a lot of good, you know, good takeaways and, and whatnot. Um, but I have uh, some final thoughts and final light, lightning round questions, if you will. Uh, so we're going to fire away. Um, now, kind of you know, big picture, you know, you've taken through this journey, you're a super successful, well-accomplished coach, fitness owner, fitness brand, uh, fitness business franchise coach, that all in mind, before you kind of took the leap of faith, you know, in your entrepreneurial effort, uh, entrepreneurial effort, being a fitness business coach, what would you say was the one big thing holding you back from the success that you're, you know, you've achieved today? Uh, man, it's, uh, you know, comfort, I think, um, you know, I say this all the time, comfort is the, is the most widely abused drug on the planet. And, you know, that quite honestly was the, you know, the, the reason why I didn't take this step earlier, because I was afraid of not being successful. I had a cushy job. It was nice and soft, you know, it was, and I say cushy, I mean, yes, I, I worked hard for it and that sort of stuff. 
Um, but it was comfortable from a financial standpoint, um, you know, and, and there is a level of, of stability that, that feels nice. Um, but you know, that, that held me back. I mean, it, it, that comfort served as, you know, something that crippled, crippled my growth. Um, and you know, it, it's, uh, the saying in order to discover new shores, you have to leave the land. Uh, and, and that certainly is not an easy thing to do. Um, when, when it's comfortable when stuff's comfortable. And, um, the truth is like, you know, the man at the top of the mountain didn't fall from the sky, right? He, he got there by a long, hard climb. And I think all the time we look at like, Oh man, that guy had everything given to him. It's like, no, they had to work so hard to get to the top of the mountain, to, to get to the top of their, their craft, to get the top of their, whatever their business, um, might be. And, you know, certainly once it gets comfortable, you know, human beings, like we, we love, comfort you know I, I mean shoot we have you know everything's automated now it's just the the way of the world right so um i, I can tell you single like firsthand like i definitely have succumbed to that at many times in my life and certainly the only person that has ever held me back is that guy who stares at me in the mirror every morning right so yes, sir. um it's uh it's just i'm lucky to have people who have given me the uh, proverbial kick to the rear end to jump out of that, that bird's nest and, you know, fly, right? Hey, man, we, we all need it, and I'm certainly oh, glad dude. I could be a, be a part yeah. in that. But I think that's a good <laughs> lesson, not only for, you know, potential viewers who are interested in launching and growing their fitness businesses, but also, too, just human nature from your client perspective. They want to be comfort comfortable, right? But at the end of the oh, day, yeah. the growth, the strength, the the advancement doesn't happen through comfort. So that's, a, that's an incredible Whoa. takeaway. It's so now, true. Now, shifting gears, uh, next question in the lightning round. Um, you are in the business of giving good, incredible, I should say, coaching advice to your clients and also business advice um, you know, to the owners within your tutelage. What would you say, Barrett, is the best advice that you've ever received? Oh, man. Um, there's a, a couple a couple pieces, but I always say this, like, you know, as you're going, there's two, I guess, two parts, really. Building connections uh, is massively important, and it doesn't matter um, I look back at all the coaches that I had, coach Kelly, you know, um, you know, comes to mind all the time. Um, he would give me some of the hardest, you know, uh, feedback that there was, you know, coach Verska, same thing, give me hard feedback, uh, but they did it cause they cared. And if I didn't have that connection with them, that feedback would have come off in the wrong way. Um, so anytime you are coaching and you know, relying on coaching, um, it's so important to have that connection. And I, I, that's what I need to have with the owners who I connect with, um, you know, on, uh, on, uh, coaching calls, same thing with clients. You know, if you're telling them that you need to be doing more pushups or whatever it might be for clients, like you, they, they need to know that you care and that connection is there. You're not just telling them something to do, um, because that care, that connection is what's going to get people to move mountains. Um, and then, I guess the best piece of advice uh, that I have ever received, you know, and again, it de definitely comes from you and there's a couple things for it, but, um, you know, it's just, uh, nobody cares, work harder. Like, <laughs> you know, we, we spend, we spend our life thinking that, you know, so many people want X, Y, and Z. I mean, people want that stuff for themselves. That's mm -hmm. what they always, everyone always focuses on themselves. Mm -hmm. So when something's not going right for you, like nobody cares, like you need to work harder because no matter what your circumstance is, it doesn't change your responsibility. And, and I think those things have really resonated with me uh, because 
I mean, I'm guilty of playing the pity party. Like, you know, COVID happened to me. No, no, no. COVID happened for me to develop, you know, and uh, that, that that's the reality. Because um, going back to what you said, that like growth happens when it's uncomfortable. And, you know, shoot, we've had, we've all had quite a bit of growing here in the, in the last 12 months. Yeah, haven't we all? All right. A uh, few questions left. Um, leaders are readers, and I know you're an avid reader. What would be the best book recommendation you would give to the fitness franchise nation and why? Um, I, I got to go with two, man. There's so many good books, but the two that probably um, resonate the most with me, one for uh, individual development and individual accountability, and that's um, Jocko Willink's Extreme Ownership. So okay. many life lessons uh, about that book. I mean, and again, that's one that I read um, at least twice a year uh, as I go through. Uh, and then the other one that I read um, quite regularly, and this is thinking, you know, client client thinking and client uh, 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 looking is uh, Excellence Wins by Horst Schultz, um, the man who pretty much made uh, the Ritz-Carlton uh, what the Ritz-Carlton is, why we call it the Ritz-Carlton um, cause it is such a, a level above and that that's been the mindset and mentality that I want people to have when they come into my facility. Um, and I tell you what, like the devil is in the details and, and that's like super, super important. Um, every little small thing counts, every little small things matter. And, uh, that book really just, it continues to reinforce that big door swing on little hinges, uh, in, in life. So I, I, um, love both of those books. Well, thank you for that, my good brother. All right, so to finish off, um, an incredible interview, man. You've imparted a lot of wisdom. Um, let's, uh, if you'd be so kind, leave our viewers with your last piece of parting wisdom um, to better their lot in life, better their you know position where they're currently at, and really to be able to take that next step. What would be the last piece of wisdom you'd provide? Um, twofold, I think. Number one, um, you know, wake up early. Uh, that's just. The rest of the world doesn't. The rest of the world likes to sleep in. They love to get the last minute of sleep that they possibly can, um, even if it's interrupted sleep and not good stuff. But when you wake up early and you concentrate on not checking things that are going to suck your time, like Facebook and you know that sort of stuff, and yeah, I'm not perfect at it, but I've certainly gotten a lot better at not doing it. And when I wake up early and don't do that, I am so much more effective Um in life, you know, I'm so much more effective in life when, when I do that. Um, and the other piece is, you know, don't, uh, I would say do the reps, do the work. Like uh, when you do the reps and you do the work and you get scrappy and you do it like, yeah, it's not fun. It isn't, you know, but it makes you better off because once you get scrappy, you know, you can get scrappy no matter what is coming your way, no matter what they're piling on, like you're going to execute. Um, and I think that's, uh, that's something to, to always uh, keep in the back of your mind is, is um, to, to live like, you know, it, it's there's no guarantee for tomorrow. And I think, um, you know, when we get scrappy, we definitely do that because we just start to value, you know, the, the opportunity that we have in front of us rather than saying, oh, this this stinks, this sucks, like whatever happened, and, you know, what's ever bothering you. Um, when you get scrappy, you figure it out it, always. So. 
sage advice and thank you for sharing. And uh, man, what an incredible time. I know um, I've gotten better. Our listeners there have gotten better and really a lot of insight you know, uh, provided on the level of success that you've had and really the big impact that you've had on our combined mission of inspiring fitness and changing lives every day. So without further ado, before we go, uh, Barrett, I want to acknowledge you. Obviously, I've known you since the day you were born and it's been a pleasure, honor, and joy to kind of watch your development. And uh, the biggest way I would describe you is you are all heart. You're the most genuine uh, and caring and uh, guy that I know. And, um, you know, we're all better off because of the the massive ambition and initiatives you've taken to kind of grow your fitness facility, grow your team of coaches, grow your clients and grow your community. And probably the biggest accolade I can give you is, is you know, I'd like to think I've achieved some success in my life, which I have. Um, but uh, you being my younger brother, never one day have you ever lived in my shadow. In fact, in many accords, you've, you know, continued uh, to surpass and outshine me, which I'm so happy to see. And, uh, you know, by you imparting your gift on the world, we all have become better. So for that, my friend and my brother, I want to thank you for being on the show. And uh, it's been really a privilege and honor. Yeah, dude, it's uh, been a privilege for me, man. I, I appreciate it very much. And, you know, always glad to connect. And certainly I hope that, uh, you know, some part of this has resonated, like one part has resonated with each one of your people in the audience, because um, that's just, you know, it's the exponential effect, man. It, it's good stuff. Absolutely. And, and I guess on that note, I'll cue the media team to basically, you know, put uh, your social contacts, uh, social media handles where our viewers can connect you right now. And that way you guys can stay in touch. And again, to bear it in your own words, love to at some point bring you to our, our Costa Rica volunteer trip, if that makes sense. I'll favor with you. Yeah, I, I absolutely love. I'd love for hit, guys hit me up on, on whatever social media platform works best for you. I'd love to, to help you out in some part of your life because, um, you know, you probably are going through something that I can get better from. You know, it's just it's life. And I'd love to hear from you. And certainly that that open invite to go to Costa Rica and join in that volunteer trip. It is life changing, breathtaking. The views are so beautiful that we go. Um, there's just so much good that that happens during that trip. Self-discovery and you just learn so much about yourself. So um, please, I'd love to, to hear you hear from you guys out there in the audience. Let's do it. All right, Bear. Thanks again for being the show. Have an awesome day. Okay, buddy. All right, man. Good, uh, good chat. Thank you for having me. Thank you.